every action that we've been doing in business has typically started with starting from scratch or starting from somewhere. What's fascinating about AI, Lori, now is that we can take the best of all of this knowledge and use something, let's just say as simple as ChatGPT, and have it help us really get a really solid draft or get closer to our writing style or the way that we really want to get our work out into the world than ever before. And if we don't like it, we can throw it away and try it again. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And I have a really awesome guest today. He is a friend of ours. He's actually been in a lot of our programs. But we do a lot with this human being. He's really incredible. And today he is coming on specifically to teach you strategies all on how to use AI and use it to get ahead in your business as well. So Jim Carter III is a seasoned founder, Fortune 15 consultant, and AI strategist. And if you have haven't figured it out. He is my incredible guest today. He has a successful history of scaling seven-figure businesses in tech and content, specializing in AI. He advises brands on leveraging content and technology for growth and mentors entrepreneurs through his Fast Foundations Mastermind. With his passion and expertise, Jim simplifies complex challenges, empowering entrepreneurs to harness AI in their everyday operations. He's an Eagle Scout entrepreneur, husband, and father of two public speaker and trainer in the industry. You guys, Jim is somebody who I have seen time and time again go above and beyond and out of his way to help people be successful. And I know that you're going to experience that today, not only from the info that is going to move the needle for you and move it a lot easier and faster. I think you're going to be really excited, but also just in his heart. So let's get started on the episode. Jim, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for having me, Lori. I'm so grateful to be here. You guys, I know I just did the intro, but truly, Jim, you have been on our journey for a while in all different modalities of it, meaning just all of the different events that we've done. You've either been a part of them or have gotten to see you at events. We run in the same circles. You've helped us so much with our businesses. Now you're helping us with AI, which is so exciting. This is like a, not necessarily a newfound thing for you because you are kind of known as like the tech guy, the really smart guy, the brainy guy. So of course, when you came to us and let us know that you are really diving into AI and really showing people how we can use it in our businesses to get our lives back, to get time back, and maybe to even have AI do it better than we were doing it. So I'm so excited to have you. And tell me about why you started getting into AI. I love it. So grateful to just be in this circle. Like you said, I've been through a lot of the programs. I originally finally got to meet you in person through, we connected at Lewis House, Summit of Greatness years back through our friends, Robin Kim, Murgatroyd. And from there, part of Fast Foundations and everything else. And you know what I love about it is, even since when I first met you and Chris and Nick, I started showing up as that tech guy. But like the way like tech evolves for all of us, it's evolved for me too. I started mm-hmm. coding when I was 16. So I've been in oh. tech my entire, well, I don't even know if you call that professional life, but it feels like <laughs> it because 42 now, whew, that's been a few years. And it's just <laughs> watching how tech is evolving. I like, like kind of looking around the corner before anybody else and just seeing what's coming and trying new things and 
being willing to fail at it along with anybody else who's given it a shot. And mm -hmm. when I first joined Coastal, this was 2019, Fast Foundations, and I was looking to like build something brand new with tech. And I was looking for your advice and Chris and trying to meet other entrepreneurs. I was the only tech guy in the room. And mm -hmm. I, I remember at first I was like, wow, is that awesome because it gives me an advantage? Or does that mean that nobody else is crazy enough to actually go down this path? And mm. I think it's both. And I love it. Um, it has given me an advantage. But I've been in it long enough where I'm starting to find the real uniqueness in trying things just really differently. And I've been in the mixed reality, augmented reality, virtual reality, this kind of space of how is tech really evolving fast for quite some time. But now everybody hears about ChatGPT. They hear about all of these different tools that are coming out and it's becoming a household name. And that's really exciting to me because it used to require large budgets, a big development team, big servers to be able to do the things that now are basically free or free trials. And hmm. that's what's so exciting to me is now we can use them in our personal lives, our business lives, and we can just experiment and try things and it doesn't require this massive investment. We can start to really realize the value that we can get by just leaning in and giving it a shot. So that's what I'm excited about with the way that tech is evolving. And now that we're all so willing to be a little bit more open to it, I just see these gains that everybody's getting back in their personal and their business life. And that's really what's firing me up. And that's why this is the latest focus and effort of everything that I'm teaching and, and helping with, because mm. we're seeing... It's almost like having a little tech magic wand. You're able to do things that you didn't think you could do before. And that's really exciting for a lot of small business owners. So the reason I think it's so powerful, though, that you are teaching AI to people like myself and to everybody who's listening is because what you guys may not know who are listening is that, Jim, you have spent so much time in room with entrepreneurs that, yes, you're the tech guy and you've had the businesses but you really understand the needs of what we're going through because you have not just been in the rooms, you've been deep in the rooms. <laughs> like You have been in these groups. You have been in these masterminds. You have like been in these groups where hours and hours and hours, people are really discussing what's hard, what are the challenges, the needs of the business, where, where's time being spent? Who do we need to hire? How do we find these people? So I know that you have taken all of those problems and been able to kind of play with it and create some tools. So let's start there. Let's just talk about how you see, let's start with entrepreneurs. And this is going to be, you know, a, a lot of different things, you guys. So we're going to try to break it down. And there's always more that you can do with Jim later. And I'm going to point you to that. But how can we start using it as entrepreneurs? What are some of the basic ways? And then we'll dig in. Yeah, I love that. And it can be overwhelming. Absolutely. I, I even caught myself stuttering because I was like, okay, how do I truly answer this? And the fact is, we're all different. We all have different desires, needs. We are all at different levels of quote unquote busy. And I think a unifying factor is that what we feel is if we want to put our time into something, we want to intrinsically receive some value out of that. And that's one of the hardest things about AI is because it's a little hard to understand. We don't exactly know where to start. And because we don't know where to start, we're afraid that if we go down that path of trying it, it's going to take too long. We're not going to get the results we want. And we're not going to really be happy with the output versus using something that's super established, like I need email. 
Where should I go? I'm going to go sign up for a Gmail account. It's been around long enough that they got the bugs figured out and it works. So when thinking about either how do we start or where should I plug into this system and use it, I like to challenge people to think, what would it feel like if you were actually a little bit greedy for maybe once in your life? It's an interesting thought because we spend so much time in service of others, of our team, of thinking about making sure that we show up and we're perfectly put together. Or if we have a long form piece of content like a video or this recording, how can we chop that up and how can we maximize it? And we, we get so overwhelmed with all the to-dos and all the things. And then we mix in all the different styles of business. It's going to be different for this nonprofit organization. It's going to be different for this CPG organization. It's going to be different for the service-based coach. But AI gives us a chance to sort of rethink status quo. We've been doing the game of business for so long, writing the email, cutting up the piece of content, building the strategic plan for the next year, working on the business model, and all of it starts almost at scratch. You can find templates and things, don't get me wrong. Like we all know how to Google for somebody who's done it for us. But every action that we've been doing in business has typically started with starting from scratch or starting from somewhere. What's fascinating about AI, Lori, now is that we can take the best of all of this knowledge and use something, let's just say as simple as ChatGPT, and have it help us really get a really solid draft or get closer to our writing style or the way that we really want to get our work out into the world than ever before. And if we don't like it, we can throw it away and try it again. We can keep doing that. It's just a different way of working with technology. So it's almost impossible to answer that one way that it works for everybody. But I think the one way that it can work for everybody is we say, how could I buy back some time? How could I reclaim some of that effort that I think has to happen right now and say, maybe it doesn't have to happen that way. What if I did have a little tech magic wand and I could wave it? Or maybe if I was thinking about hiring my first employee or that next team member to do that thing, does it really have to be a whole human that I have to bring onto my team? Or could I actually make a robot do it and then think about how I could resource that person for something of way more high value, something way more creative? something that adds a lot more value to the business. That's the mindset that I really love giving everybody a healthy challenge for. Because just because it's something that has to get done doesn't mean that we have to be the people to do it. And when we disconnect from that whole status quo concept, it really opens us up. It's almost like taking the time to journal. Laura, you're so good at this, helping people really like get out of their head and think big and what could be possible if we just kind of reduce all of that and just take action on it. AI is almost like your cheerleader. It's helping you just get a little bit further a lot faster. I have definitely experienced that myself, for sure. Just so many, and we'll talk about that. You have a framework to reclaim time, which we're going to talk about, but it's the best starting point. It's a starter. It gets you started for sure. And yes, it goes a lot deeper than that. But at the same time, just it's a thought starter for me. I use it for so many things, for podcasting, for starting to write emails. I just put the idea in and see what it comes up with. And it, it just gets my brain starting. So yes, if anything else, which you guys are really going to be able to use it after this, but if anything else, it is just a great way to kick you into the game and get you out of your head. I love that you mentioned that because that's what it does for me. All right. So you have this framework called RAMP. Tell me about that. I do. So kind of like we talked about, let's think about that. How can we be greedy for just a hot second? 
why we get caught up in this game of business and, and we, we feel like we have to take all this time to do all these things ourselves. Now, I'm a big fan of delegating. If you have a team, you understand that this is more in theory. But what I'm going to show you is in practice how you can reclaim by just having AI take over one task weekly, how we can reclaim an entire 40-hour work week by the end of the year. So this is a really fun way to think about it. Now, it's a simple three-step framework, and RAMP simply stands for Rapid Action Monthly Push. So RAMP, we're going to just rapidly take action and push tasks off to make AI do it. And it's really simply three steps that you can take. You start with one, and you work through the next, and you work through the next, and you repeat. So the first piece of that is I just want you to reconsider what you believe is possible when it comes to business. That sounds big and that sounds daunting, but it's actually one of the simplest things that we can do. So like we talked about, if you're a podcast show host and you know that it's one thing to record a podcast, but it's another thing to edit it, to clip it, to find quotes, to write the show notes, to get it all out. Laura, you know all about this. Anybody who has their own show knows this as well. Now, first of all, if you have a podcast team, that's all great. Think about how this might actually help them as well. Or think about how doing some of these tasks in addition to what they're doing would add more value, right? So it, it doesn't matter if you're the one doing it or if you've already delegated it. This is especially valuable if you have teams where your teams are actually doing some of these tasks and you're paying for them. A lot of the time that we get caught up in this, we think, oh, we have to have a vendor for this. We have to have a contractor for that. I want us to reconsider what's possible in business. And when we do that, we can actually disconnect from the outcome and just say, well, whether it's a human that does it or a robot that does it, can it still get done? And that's the first thing. And then the second piece of this framework is I want you to just run micro experiments. It doesn't have to be a, a massive playbook that you have to implement and do everything with. It's just, is there a way that I can clip this podcast up faster than it's getting done now? That's it. And a lot of times now, more than ever, there's an AI tool for it. And that's what I post. I post a carousel of five awesome AI tools that I find every single day on social media. And they're some of my favorite posts to get out there because people will swipe through and like, I didn't know AI could do that. And I was like, you know what? Until I saw it, I didn't know it could too. We're all in the same boat together. So once you've reconsidered it, and then once you've run a little experiment, you've just tried something, then, and this is where it gets fun, is I want you to simply delegate one task that you're doing every week to AI. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be completely done, completely automated. I'm not dreaming here. I realize things still take time to do. You still have to fire up your computer. You still have to unlock your laptop. You still have to get ready. You still have to have it do the thing. But hear me out. If we can go from an hour task down to just 10 minutes, I know that doesn't seem like much, but you can start to see where I'm going with this, right? Mm -hmm. 50 minutes reclaimed every single week, compounding month over month. It adds up, right? So that 50 minutes a week turns into about seven hours by month two, about 10 hours by month three, 20 by month six, and 40 hours by month 12. And that's just by remembering that we don't have to be the only one to do these tasks. It doesn't have to be just the podcast. It could be writing emails. It could be working with data. It could be working on social media clips. It could be, if you're a logo designer, it could be taking time to have AI come up with color boards just to help you get there that much faster. And then it gets really exciting when we add another level to the ramp. So if you were 
to then add one more task, that exact same framework. I'm not asking you every single week to delegate one more thing to AI. That's a lot. And that probably sounds you have too much on your plate anyways. But if you, on month two, were to run the same format, believe it or not, by the end of that 12 months, by just gaining that extra 50 minutes a week, compounded month over month, you would actually reclaim 250 hours back into your year. It's wild. And that's how simple it can be to really just start to think about, do I need to do this? Does my team need to do this? Do I still need this big overhead and this big status quo concept when we can just have AI start to take these things over? And by the way, you might actually like the output coming from AI more than what you've been doing week over week, month over month, year over year. And that's where it starts to get really powerful. And you start to see what can you do with those games? How can all of that come back into your world? That's the framework. And that's how I've been teaching it. And I use it myself every single week. Rather than trying to do those things, I reevaluate what's possible. What can I do again? And I'll end it with this because I've been a software engineer for over two decades. There's a rule of threes when you're kind of a tech person. The first time you do it, you do it. Second time you need to do that same task, you kind of ask yourself, why do I need to do it again? And the third time you do it, you actually don't do it. You write a process or a function. You have something that does it for you or with you. Because from that point forward, you can systemize and you can automate it. And AI is sort of, it's that co-pilot for you. It gives you that opportunity to just continue to bring more value back into your life when you have a system or a way of getting it out the door. I love this. And I I love that it's just, you're talking about one thing at a time, because at first I was really overwhelmed, like, oh my God, people are using it for everything. And how do I use it for all of these things? And is it going to be me using it for all of these things? And it worked well for me, or it's going well for me when I'm kind of taking the one thing that I'm doing that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm taking a lot of time right now on my podcast. Let's just focus on using it right now for like giving me a template for this idea that I want to talk about. And, you know, from the beginning of of when you were saying it's an idea starter, yeah, it's not perfect yet. (laughs) And it's not very personal yet because you have to really kind of add those different things in. But what it is, is it saves me a lot of time on getting started and getting that idea and that outline that I want to be talking about. So let's kind of go through a few different ways that we can think about using it. I know that you had mentioned some podcasting things. Why don't we just high level touch on some different things that you've seen for podcasting people use it for so far? Yeah, absolutely. So podcast is a great example because it's such a multifaceted, multi-channel type of a concept when it comes to marketing, right? So first of all, we're not saying that AI has to take over the recording. If you use Zoom, if you use Riverside, if you you do it in person, at the end of the day, you create your content. But we can also zoom out and say, how much time do you spend to prep? How much time do you put in to get everything together and to collect it? I'm not saying AI is going to take over all of that, but can it support you with some of it? You could feed a bio into AI You could feed some of the key topics that somebody is going to come in and talk about. And you could simply say, extract all of this, help me make sense of it, and think of some real hard-hitting questions that I could ask this person that relates to my business topic. And guess what? It'll do it in minutes. We're not talking like you have to hire a human who is an investigative reporter and researcher to do it all for you. Again, I'm just going back to ChatGPT, something that everybody has access to. Oh, and by the way, ChatGPT is free. 
But mm. let's not forget that <laughs> right now it is still free. Now, granted, yeah. you can you can pay for it and you can upgrade it. I mean, I have a few accounts that I use for me and my team because we use it so much. But there's nothing stopping you from using this. So that's even pre-recording. Now let's talk about the phone when it comes to post-recording. So you have your media, however you publish your podcasts, whether it's video, audio, all of the above. How many of us get stuck in the, man, I know I've got good stuff in there and I know I published it and it's great. And people watched it, they listened to it, but you still have to write show notes. You still, and by the way, I use have to because we get stuck in our head about these are all the things that we believe we have to do versus we can change the mindset and say, well, we get to create more content from it. We get to extract quotes. We get to be more expansive, maybe turn it into an actual blog post, but we typically don't put that work in or we don't want to because it feels like a drag. Well, mm -hmm. my favorite AI tool right now that we use for the Fast Foundations podcast is called Cast Magic. You guys can do a quick little Google search for that. Also on my site, jimcarter.me, I have a whole AI tools directory and anything that I talk about is going to be listed there. I love finding them, publishing them there, writing about them, and then I link out to them. It's, I'm starting to make some deals with these organizations. They give me coupon codes to share because they see me publishing. It's cool. I'm kind of a micro-influencer and I'm kind of digging it. And if I have any discounts or whatever, I publish them for everybody so they can try it out. But Cast Magic is one of my favorite new tools that is super optimized for podcasting. So think about this, Lori. Let's just say, take this whole recording, you finish it up with your team, you get it published. You can, let's say just say, throw it on YouTube. Cast Magic is built so simply and it's so finely tuned being an AI tool. You just drop the YouTube link in, it downloads the whole content, you assign who was the speaker. So in this case, it would say, Lori is the host, Jim Carter is the guest. And it will go through and pull everything that you can think of out of it. It gives you title suggestions, it writes show notes, It'll write you a, like a standard email that you could send out to your list. It pulls out quotes. It extracts key bullet points of topics that were talked about. It pulls out all the questions you asked, all the answers that I gave. It creates LinkedIn posts. It even creates threads. It'll give you a threaded set of copy that you can just post to threads. It's wild. And then to take it a step further, they even built a little feature in that's like a mini chat GPT that you can ask your podcast questions. You can say, what was that moment that Jim said that thing about the framework? And it would come back and say, oh, Jim talked about the RAMP framework. So you can be a better host. You can be a better producer of your own show by using an AI tool that is tuned for that one thing. And that's what's really fun about the way that this industry is evolving. Again, reevaluating what's possible, making little experiments, trying a tool, giving it a shot, and then saying, all right, Maybe now I don't have to do all this work myself every week. I record my show, I put it into an AI tool, and then I have a lot of this done for me. And even if it's not 100% there, I'll take 80, 85, 95% of the way there all day. Because if that reclaims mm -hmm. some time in my schedule, gets me back to the things I love, why not? And that's, that's yeah. one thing. That's just podcasting. We haven't even started on what it's like if you're a CPA and you work with a ton of CSVs for your client data or your data. We haven't even talked about, geez, if you're, if you're a graphic designer and you want to come up with concept art, we haven't talked about if you're a web developer and you want to work on copywriting. We haven't talked if you're a copywriter and you want to work on blogging. So we could spend all day talking about all these tools. But the fact of the matter is when we're willing to just give it a shot and we're willing to explore a little bit, 
there could really be magic on the other side of just giving it a test and seeing what could come out of it. And if it, again, gets, if it gets you started, gets you out of your own way, and if it helps you finish that task that much faster, think of all that time it's going to reclaim in your life. Hey, y'all, if you didn't know, Earn Your Happy is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. This is so exciting to me because I have been looking for a really good home for the show for, I can't even tell you, years, literally. And now I've finally been able to come together and collaborate with other people who have incredible shows, and I want to share them with you. One of the shows is Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. And you guys, if you don't know about the beginning of my career, I literally started with Brennan Bouchard's work. It's how I launched one of my very first online courses and membership sites was because he gives so much advice that you can integrate and implement immediately. And that's what you're going to get on the show. Not just motivation, but you're going to learn exactly how to get your stuff out in the world. And not just that, but Brennan runs in the most incredible group of humans who are really doing the thing out in the world that you want to be doing. So go check it out. Go subscribe to Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I promise you this is going to be one of those shows that no matter when you tune in, you're going to get value. Like it's not one of those that you're like, God, I listened for 30 minutes and I didn't get what I wanted. Like from the beginning, you're going to get something that changes your life or changes your business. So go check it out. Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I know you're going to love it. I'm obsessed. So let's talk about, because you did, you just named a lot of different things. I know that I've used it for, you guys, I've used it for sales pages. I've fed it sales pages that I love and said things like, now make this sound like this and make sure it covers these points instead. Like, I think that's the thing that I'd like to just chat with you about now is how do we go about kind of understanding how to prompt it? Like we understand what it can do. So give us an idea. If I'm trying to write a sales page or if I'm trying to write comments for my social media posts, sorry, the captions for social media posts, like how would we start to prompt this for people who are brand new to it? Okay, fantastic question. Because this is one of the most asked questions that I get is I go into ChatGPT, I ask it to write me a blog post, I can't stand what it gave me. It's horrible. It doesn't sound like me. It yeah. made stuff up. And it's like, well, yeah, of course. How would that be any different than if you hired an EA and they came and sat next to you day one and they're like, okay, exactly. Lori, what are we doing? You're like, you have to tell them what you do and how you do it and how you want to sound. Are you a That's three a exclamation example. point? <laughs> yeah. Are you a three exclamation point kind of gal or are you, a, you know, what is it? So, I'm a dot, 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 by the you're way. You're a dot, dot, dot kind of gal. <laughs> Perfect. So let's think about this answer with that visual in place. Imagine that ChatGPT is your brand new PA or EA, and it's there to support you with working through copy, getting creative, thinking about ideas, whatever it is. So it's not that it's this crazy supercomputer that's daunting. It's just this sidekick that's right there for you, listening. When you type, it comes back to you. And let's just start with that. So now we have this sidekick. We have this personal assistant, this executive assistant that is there ready to learn. So I won't go too technical on this, but I think there's a couple of really key technical concepts everybody listening should know. So first and foremost, AI is, there's a lot of ways to explain it, but it's an algorithm. It's just a really, really complex, really well, well done algorithm. 
And like any algorithm, the better data that you put in, the better output you get. Now, ChatGPT is unique because they have trained it and they fed it with as much data as they could scrape from the internet. It is current right now as up until November of 2021. So you can ask it all kinds of things. You can ask it to get creative in anything it knows. It scraped almost entirety of Wikipedia. So the whole world's knowledge base that is on the known addressable internet is in ChatGPT. So that's something that we just really have to kind of sit with and say, wow. So this is like I can go to Google and search for something, but now I can get that data out of it in a way that is helpful to me. So think about it as if you've got an EA sitting next to you that you can ask to go do tasks and find information and give it to you in different formats, and it knows that already. That's sort of like the stage one of thinking about how we can work with it. And I just really think that context is important because if we don't understand what we're working with, we don't know how to work on it. So now when you get in and you actually just start doing tasks, there's no magic prompt. There's no one way to do anything with ChatGPT. And the reason why is because it's there to be something that processes language very naturally. It's, it's meant to be a chat interface. You can have a conversation with it. So Laura, your example that you just threw out there, helping you get creative, coming up with ideas, you know, things like that. Let's say we are trying to come up with a business plan for 2024 because you know, we're recording this kind of getting close to the end of the year. We're starting to think about what's coming up next. Well, you can train it on top of what it already knows with your own data. And by training it, I don't mean you have to write code. I mean, you copy and paste stuff. What do you already have? What's on your business? What's on the homepage of your website? Copy, paste, and say, I want to work on a business plan. First, I need you to learn my business. Learn everything here and summarize it for me in five bullet points. And it will. And there's, again, there's no wrong way to do it. But the sooner we just realize we've got a massive amount of information that it knows, and then we can customize it with ours, then it gets really powerful. Now it's like our EA just went through their first month of training and they know everything about our business. And now we can ask it questions. We can have it give us answers in ways that really resonate with us. You can take it a step further and you can say, here's the way I like to write my email. Learn the way that I like to write my email and learn this as my writing style. You could say it as simple as that. And now every time you ask it to draft an email, say draft this email in my writing style. And it is almost, it's almost, it's not indistinguishable. Looking at the two of them to try to distinguish them one between the other, it's wildly different. It will output it in a way that truly feels more like you. And Mm -hmm. the more that we sort of start to experiment with it that way, that's where we get a lot more value. And that's where if you ask it to write a blog post and it doesn't know about your business, how can you expect it to give you something great? Now that it knows about the business, it knows about your goals, it knows about the way you like to write, it knows the tone and the vibe, and it understands how you want to get your message across, the output is so good. It's so good. And those are those micro experiments that I challenge everybody to test, is take the time to just experiment by teaching it, trying some things. The best part about AI, it's like your Netflix algorithm. It learns. So if Netflix can't recommend something for you because you haven't told it what you liked, or if you're in my case and I'm a girl dad and it's like a mix of like war documentaries and tech stuff, and then my girls like watch Gilmore Girls or something like that and it completely screws everything up, (laughs) now you have this opportunity 
to really, really teach it what you love. And it's going to give you something that's incredible. So Mm. that was a lot, but this is a lot. And I really, I'm grateful to have this conversation with you, Lori, to talk about this because a lot of times we get stuck in action because it's too Mm. much. So if we can just kind of disconnect from that, it doesn't have to be too much and we can just experiment and try. Magic's on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. What I love about it is I'm just thinking as you're talking, there's so many things where people don't have time for certain things and they're like, I'd love to be more consistent with social, but I just, I don't know where I'm going to get the time from. And it's like, this is one of those things that done is better than perfect. And it can create a whole lot of content for you, a whole lot of posts, a whole lot of things like that. I've been wanting to write emails and I haven't been writing them. And it's because I don't have all the time, but now that I can have somebody to, it's literally like having someone I can bounce ideas off of and they just kind of give me a guide. And I'm like, yes, great. That's what I needed. That's what takes most of the time. So it's been so helpful already in getting time back. And you've just given me so many different ideas. How has this changed things for you in your business? Like, what are you specifically using it for that you're like, this is life changing for me? I mean, I use it for as as many things as possible. And I say that honestly, but also opportunistically, right? Like I now coach this, I consult with businesses, I help implement AI. So I have to be my own example. I have to make that really clear. But the coolest thing about that is the more reps I put in, the more excited I get. And the more Mm -hmm. excited I get, the more creative I get. Here's an example. There's a brand new startup that goes by the name of HeyGen. And they are taking the lead on trying to build realistic lifelike avatars. So you can upload, you can, you can pick an avatar, you can upload photos or video, and you can upload your own voice, and then you can type things out and it'll be like, hi, I'm Lori, and I'm so glad you're here today. And you know, that kind of a thing. Well, it's looked kind of janky for a while, let's be honest. Like, you know, like the, the tech is evolving, but it's not great. About a week ago, they released their first proof of concept where one click, you can upload a little talking head video and it models your voice, you pick a language that you want to translate it into, and it actually remaps your face and it has you pronounce everything in that language. Wild, wow. right? Absolutely wild. So I sat on it for a few and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I was trying to think, how can I get creative with this? And it dawned on me, I was like, well, everybody knows that I'm like the whitest guy on Instagram, right? So I don't know Spanish, I don't know any of the other languages. So it's like, what if I posted a reel of me speaking Spanish, Hindi, and Portuguese? Because those are three of the languages that were supported. Lori, I've had more comments of people just like blown away, like asking, how the heck did I do this on that one reel just in the last 24 hours? And I think like that example is emblematic of what is possible for all of us, right? I had fun. I sat in my backyard. I just recorded a video. I captioned it with Captions app, which is my favorite iOS app for just layering in captions. Again, simple AI app. And then I went and I did the translations, pieced it together, hit post. And it's probably the most commented reel I've ever posted. It mm. doesn't have to be that rough for us to quote unquote get creative. When we see something, that micro experiment, what would it be like to try that? What could that do for us? I texted Lewis House uh, just today when I saw that going up because he has a separate YouTube channel for all of his content in both Spanish and Portuguese. And that got me thinking. So I texted him and I ran one of his reels through it and I sent it to him and he sent it to his girlfriend, now fiance. That was super cool when he proposed to his to his girl last week at Summit. I was there for it. It was so fun. 
And even I was just like, hey, show this to Martha. And she was like, wow, that is very accurate. And I was like, dude, we could ramp up your YouTube channels by just posting these translated, but they, they sound yeah. like you, they look like you videos. So you don't have to have the social influence of Lewis. God knows I don't. But how can we get creative with the tech that we have in front of us by just being willing to try something? So Lori, like for your show, have you ever got a big request from an international audience? Like maybe there's a lot of Spanish speakers that would love to hear this. Yep. We could use AI to launch another channel and get more content onto the world. And it doesn't require recording more content. You don't have to pay a team to dub it or anything else. And of course, we can use AI to do the translations. So I just want everybody listening to find themselves in some of those stories. And the more that we can, we can use AI, not just to help us get creative, but to actually experiment with it and try it, there's magic on that other side. Like I keep saying, because every time I do something that I don't think should be possible with AI, it still puts me back in my seat. And I'm the guy teaching it because I believe in it so much. Wow. Wow, that's really interesting. That opens up a lot for, I mean, that opens up a whole new world. It opens up the world, the which world. is- You're so yeah, Very interesting, especially, I mean, authors, podcasters, I mean, anyone putting content out at all, we're, I can only reach people who can speak English right now. You know, that's the only thing I can reach. So that really is interesting when you're thinking in terms of you can reach an entirely new demographic, which is so cool. And it's not just the translation where sometimes that feels very disconnected. It's like really you saying it, which is awesome. Now, people might be thinking right now, like maybe in their head, they're like, oh, but that feels a little inauthentic. Do we have to tell them it's AI? What does this look like? And I know the world's going to look so different. So tell me what you think is coming down the road for that. And I know some people are also freaked out. Like if that's possible, we could be put out online saying all of these things that we aren't really saying. Tell me where your head is around all of that. Oh, it's such a big conversation. And I, I promise I won't monologue for 10 minutes here. But <laughs> the conversation of can AI truly be creative? The conversation of AI and bias, the conversation of AI and privacy, and then that conversation of authenticity, it's loaded, right? And you've got a lot of, quote unquote AI experts coming in talking about things, but it's hard to be an expert in a topic that is still evolving. Let me, let me just kind of say that out loud. And that is my stance, which is, I truly believe that while AI is inspired and trained and it grows based off of current human creativity, as long as we make responsible choices and we do it in a way that we are trying to add more value to the world than take away from it, we're contributing towards a better world where AI can truly support us. So let's make that very real and tangible for a minute. In no case whatsoever do I condone, you go to ChatGPT, you tell it to write you a blog post, you copy, you paste it, you publish it. That's not what it's there for. It really isn't. But you know, then kind of take a sidestep and use a tool like CastMagic or one of these podcast production tools where they're doing that work for you because you're paying for it, you're licensing it, you're using it as a utility, it's different. It's a different conversation. It gives us that ability to not feel like we're just there taking inspired works from others, copying it, pasting it, wrapping our name on it, and publishing it. And there, there truly is a difference. And like anything you use in tech, please read the terms of service. Please understand what goes into it. Don't just trust and sign up for everything. Like Be a responsible consumer 
just like if you were to sign up for something that Google put out, or just like if you got a new you know, tech toy or anything else, you have to know what happens to your data. Please be responsible. But what's great about what AI is giving us is that ability where we can create the world that we want to be in. The more that we use it, the more we train it, the more we work with it. And I see so much benefit on the side of optimism, like the example with Lewis. His, his Spanish YouTube channel alone almost has a million subscribers. There is a need for people who only speak Spanish that want his content. So what could leaning into this tech do to be able to broaden that? And at the end of the day, it's up to us. It's still a creative content piece of output. He can say, if he wants to use it, it's cool, we're still chatting. If he wants to use it, great. If he doesn't want to use it, great. But at the end of the day, it's up to us about our stance and where we want to go with it. I think, I think that if we fear that we would come across as inauthentic, if we were challenged about using AI, that is the litmus test that we have to choose ourselves before we say we want to or we don't. For me, pretty much everything I do now has an AI component, and I proudly stand in it because I can hold my own. That doesn't mean that I'm making AI take over my creative genius and what I love to talk about, but it means I can be part of that process and I can operate faster, more effectively, and I can get more volume out the door by just standing in what I believe is the right momentum towards the future I want to build. Okay, so let's talk about in your personal life, because for anybody who maybe doesn't have a business or isn't writing sales pages or have a podcast right now, how are you using it in your personal life? I know, I think it was two days ago, it was somebody's 40th birthday coming up and someone wanted me to film one of those birthday videos that I always dread because I'm like, what do I, I hate turning the camera on me. What do I, how do I summarize how awesome this person is in a freaking 30 second video? Like, okay, so I went to chat GPT and I said, write me a funny poem that includes this, this, this. And I got some like really good juicy details that I wanted in there. It wrote the funniest poem ever that was 30 seconds long. And it's hilarious. I was like, this is a million times better than I could have ever come up with. So personally, I use it for a ton of different things like that. Like it can be like, write me a birthday wish about blah, 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 that you can then write in the card. It's been really powerful for even just those little things. So I know that you have some things that you like to use it in your personal life. Oh my God, that's such a great use case. I'm so glad you shared that. I Because that's the thing is like, when we take the time to just get creative and just disconnect from outcome, but think about, oh, what would it be like if somebody could write a poem about this one person and I put in what they're good about and it did it? <laughs> I just love that it did it for you. It's and so you know, Lori, that's the mindset is there's no right or wrong way. It's just having a conversation. You know, I'll get like, think about that. Your personal assistant sitting next to you and you're like, all right, Jim's birthday is coming up. He's a tech dude. He's talking about AI right now. Help me write a poem about him so I can just read it. It, it doesn't have to be different. You know, and that's why I try to use that example is what would it be like if somebody knew what you were doing, they knew your intention, and they could just help you get there. And that's really what I like thinking about. So, all right, great question. One example that I love, I have daughters, I'm a proud girl dad, 12 and 11 year old. And right now they're both playing volleyball. And Val, my wife, she decided to check the little box when we were signing them up that she wanted to coach this year. So this is going to be exciting. And she's planning on coaching their teams. And this is going to be a lot of fun because the girls are great at it. And it's, it's a good team building sport and all that. But Val is new to coaching. This is new for her. So 
first of all, I'm teaching my kids how to use AI. For all the parents that are out there, this could be a controversial topic, but my stance is my children will use AI in their lives probably sooner than we think they will and for the rest of their life. Because if we're Mm -hmm. talking about how we're using it, we better believe that our children will. And I'm not saying don't teach your kids to search Google to find content, right? And this is coming from like the, I had an encyclopedia in my house type of childhood because, you know, I'm dating myself there. But what would it be like if we were stuck with encyclopedia, right? So we have to think about how we we can mature that mindset. And I was talking to my daughters and you know, because I'm getting my girls open to how we can use AI and how it's different than searching Google. My youngest was like, hey, daddy, mommy's going to be coaching and we're going to have a lot of different kids. You know, all the kids are going to have different specialties and some are going to struggle on things. She's like, can we use AI to help mommy coach? I was like, such a great idea, honey. So pulled her over to the laptop. We sat down and I just showed her a way of building prompts, which is... Mm -hmm. Hey, ChatGPT, you're going to act like a volleyball coach for the age range of children from the ages of 10 to 12. We're going to come up with a customized plan to help out the the roster. I'm going to give you the roster. We kind of made it up in our head. And then we said, week one, what should we practice? Week two, what should we practice? After the game, who's doing what? And it kicked out a full itinerary of everything. said, all right. Sally's good at serving, but bad at passing. Bobby's, you know, so on and so forth. And my little daughter was just like, what am I look? This is so cool. Like, oh my God. And she ran and grabbed Val and like brought her over to show her. And of course, my wife's just like, okay, honey, like bring the AI stuff down for a minute. But this is how real it is and and how accessible it is. So again, find yourself in that story. Are you a parent and you're thinking about ways to to add more fun, you know, into your child's lives? Are you single and you're thinking about traveling the world and you want to get creative and make sense of it, put it into a format that you want, that there's no wrong way to think about it. What's really neat is, again, let's go back to that example that I gave, Lori, about the context of what ChatGPT has as one single AI tool. It knows pretty much everything that it could scrape on the internet up until November of 2021. So if you're asking it for information, and then you want to make sense of it for your own. What could that do for you? You could have taken that poem and said, turn it into a sonnet. Now add a dad joke. Now make it a limerick. Now create a mm-hmm. dance scene for me that, you know, does a move that makes it fun about how cool they are. You just, you can't Google search like that. So mm-hmm. if, if we've ever felt like we're limited by this whole, I want to ask Google a question. I want to click on an answer. I want to ask it another question. I want to click on an answer. Now think about, you could just get everything out of your head. Stream of thought, just get it out of your head. If you were to journal it, man, put it in a chat GPT and just hit enter. And see what you get. Because it, it doesn't have to be business to add value back to your life. Oh, it's so good. It's so much fun. Like, because it's an expander of you. So that's what's so cool about it. And the way that you can train it can just feel like, wow, this is it's really like having another one of your brains that's a lot smarter. (laughs) (laughs) It has access to a lot more things and you just get to guide it and tweak it. And yeah, I've been having so much fun with it. Another thing I use just so people can keep getting creative and thinking about it. I had to come up with names for something and I, I, wanted it trademarkable. So I wanted an obscure name and I wanted it a pretty name and I wanted it to sound like I wanted it to use the letters L and G 
and I, like, because those are, are, I asked it, what are the most beautiful letters in the alphabet? What are the most beautiful sounds? Mm. What, what words are women drawn to in the beauty space? Like, and not just that, but I'd say, give me a hundred obscure words that are five to seven letters long, totally make them up. This is exactly what I wrote in there. Make sure they're totally made up. I want it to feel like this word in this brand, but I need it to be made like just something like that. And I would just keep asking for a hundred more words, a hundred more words, a hundred more words. And while I didn't use an exact word, it made me find one that I loved. So it made me put like another two together. So I just sat with that all day where I would have had to sit down and like, look at the alphabet and do I, I couldn't have come up with a quarter of that not even one percent of what it was feeding me and i'd still be stuck without a name probably so so true and these are the examples that i want everybody to hear H- how do you think i came up with the ramp framework mm-hmm. how do you think i had it i said give me analogies for how i want somebody to feel what they should reclaim in their in their life it gave me ideas i put it together i picked my favorite i said give me seven more examples put these in here I didn't like what it gave me for the the P. So I was like, give me more P words that make you feel like this. And then bam, it hit it. And then how do you think I did the math? I didn't sit there on a notebook and like, okay, 50 minutes times how many weeks in the month minus that. I went in there and I said, if I have a process that takes an hour a week and I reduce it down to 10 minutes and then I do that month over month. And then I stack in another one. And I said, break down the math for me, the tasks reclaimed, how long it takes, and show me all the math. And it gave me everything. Like, wow, we can still be incredible at what we do. But we don't have to do it all ourselves. And that's my favorite part is I still love teaching. I still love training. And nothing's going to stop me. If anything, this just helps me go faster, feel more comfortable in my own skin and give me that firepower that I need to be able to reach a bigger audience. So that's the challenge is how can we really step into what we love and just not get stuck? You know, can this be that fire starter that maybe you've been looking for? I think it can be. And Lori, I'm so glad you're using it like that because that is using it for what it's meant for. And that's the coolest part. Yeah, I literally love it. I'm like so grateful for it. I use it. I find I use it pretty much daily at this point and it's saving me so much time. I'm a very creative person, but that used to take a lot of time and now it just makes my creativity go so much faster. So obsessed. All right. So where can we get all of these tools that you've mentioned? Because I know that you are just kind of housing them all in one spot. Yeah. So like I mentioned, Every day of the week, I post a carousel of five of the coolest, most fun, free testable. You know, I I always try to focus on like the freebies and the freemiums and stuff so everybody can test them of all these AI tools. And I've got over 500 now that that I've posted and I keep doing five more a day. So jimcarter.me is my personal website. You can go there and there's a whole AI tools directory. You can search for something, type in email, logo, colors, Zoom, productivity, you know, whatever you want. And I classify them and I I put them there. I made the best, fastest, most comprehensible search for AI tools yet. And I'm super proud of it. And you also can just follow along on Instagram. That's probably the best way you can get a hold of me. Shoot me a message. It's just my favorite to post about these, to see what people really resonate with. And if you do something cool, tag me. I love resharing and I love just 
I love learning how people are using AI, Laura, just like your examples. That kind of stuff just gives me that fire to, to keep sharing. And the, the last resource I have is if, if this all sounds great and you've got a lot of ideas and you're still just like, all right, Lori, Jim, that all sounds good, but I just still don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I made just a, this is how we get started. Simple, simple framework. Well, it's not even a framework. It's just a, do this first, do this next, try this. And then I'm just going to keep you accountable by sharing more really, really good things to get you inspired about how you can implement it for your business. And I just have that at my website, jimcarter.me slash start. So if you go there, check it out, download some videos, watch them at your leisure. But if anything, do something, you know, again, those micro experiments, they go a long way. So good. You never cease to amaze me. You're always looking to add value to everyone's life around you. And I'm just so grateful for that because I'm not doing this. So I am certainly not exploring the AI world in the way that you are. And that's also why you are in our lives and why you're so valuable to so many people on top of just who you are out in the world. So Jim, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys go and check that out. I have it in the show notes below. So all you have to do is go down there and click and you can get access to all of the tools that he just said and the get starter, get started, the get started kit guide. We get started guide. So. Let's have ChatGPT come up with a new word for it because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in for whatever it is. You just get started with something. Laurie, I appreciate you so much. I loved our conversation and can't wait for the next one. Thank you. Well, guys, yes, I'm so grateful for you. And you guys go follow Jim, go shoot him a message. Or one of the things we love to do is just let him know how he added value. So take a little screenshot of the podcast right now, tag him and let him know how he added value to your life and helps get this message out, gets the podcast out. And it's just a big gift for him coming on here and adding value. So until next time, everyone earn your happy. Bye-bye. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up With Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am 
always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.